Inside the IC is sponsored by Microsoft Federal, the choice for classified missions. Welcome to Inside the IC, sponsored by Microsoft Federal. Now your host, Justin Doubleday. Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the latest episode of Inside the IC. Today we're talking security clearance reform with the Defense Counterintelligence and Security Agency. Just a few years ago, discussions about security clearances were almost entirely focused on the background investigations backlog. It reached a height of 725,000 cases in the spring of 2018, sending the time it took to investigate and adjudicate a background investigation skyrocketing. The backlog was reduced to 220,000 cases by the fall of 2020, and officials started turning their attention to something called Trusted Workforce 2.0. The reform effort is aimed at streamlining how the government vets individuals for positions of trust and access to classified information. In the waning days of the Trump administration, the Office of Personnel Management published a federal personnel vetting core doctrine. It says the aim of Trusted Workforce 2.0 is to promote mobility, improve efficiencies, and move toward an enhanced risk management approach. The Biden administration has carried those ideas forward. Earlier this year, Jason Miller, the Deputy Director for Management at the White House Office of Management and Budget, said 2022 is, quote, the most significant, most consequential year for personnel vetting reform. And the Defense Counterintelligence and Security Agency is at the center of those efforts. It's responsible for the vast majority of security clearance investigations across government. DCSA is running a continuous vetting program to flag when an individual faces a potential issue that could put their clearance at risk. And it's also overseeing the development of a new software system that includes those continuous vetting capabilities, case management capabilities, and other tools that will help automate much of the vetting process. For more, I spoke with Heather Green, Deputy Assistant Director of Vetting Risk Operations at DCSA. Heather, thanks so much for joining me today. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And, you you know, you're kind of in the front seat, I guess, of Trusted Workforce 2.0. You're very much in an operational role and kind of trying to implement that vision as you're also working the day-to-day of security clearance uh, business. And I was wondering, can you just kind of give us an update on Trusted Workforce 2.0 implementation? What's the, the big picture here and where are we at? Absolutely, Justin. Um, The Trusted Workforce 2.0 strategy is that federal policy reform. Uh, The intent is to streamline the vetting process, cut the time to get an individual on the job, increase workforce mobility, and what I consider most important is the uh, ability to enhance our national security by providing early detection of risks and threats. DCSA is the lead implementer for this Trusted Workforce 2.0. Um, we, as the agency that's responsible for more personal vetting than any other federal agency, uh, we are working towards um, implementation, uh, implementing the full TW 2.0 strategy. As far as uh, my team's role and where we are today, um, one of the five vetting scenarios in Trusted Workforce 2.0 is specifically continuous vetting. Implementation of continuous vetting moves us from the periodic reinvestigation model to risk-based model providing for that early detection of risks and threats. As you know, we've already begun implementing this, uh, having enrolled now uh, the full DOD population into a continuous vetting program and now offering CV as a service to the federal enterprise. So we're making progress in the personal vetting reform uh, effort 
And uh, as, as you mentioned, we are uh, the, the implementer and uh, the, I'd consider us to be the lead implementer for TW 2.0. Got it. And, and yeah, continuous vetting, obviously, is central to this uh, whole, whole strategy. Can you tell us a little bit more about w- what exactly that is? And if, if I were someone who was under continuous vetting today or was going to be entered into continuous vetting, what should I expect? First and foremost, you or, or any, anyone in, in being enrolled in continuous vetting, can expect to avoid the onerous and what I would consider less efficient periodic reinvestigations of the former personal vetting model. So once an individual is enrolled, um, data sources are automatically being run to provide that early detection of any potential concerns. And the big scheme of things here, very few individuals actually receive an alert or require the additional investigative action to take place. But CV isn't just about generating those alerts. It it really is about um, self-reporting, you know, there's self-reporting requirements for clearance holders, and it's really supporting the goal of helping us identify potential issues before they fester into a larger insider threat concern. Got it. And, and, and yeah, that's that seems like such an important shift in that you're just not looking at folks once every five years, but, you know, you, you have if you have some sort of, you know, criminal alert that comes up, you know, you know about that in real time. But what are you learning so far about continuous vetting? You mentioned the huge DOD population that you now have under this model. What are you learning so far about about how this works, um, how this contributes to this clearance process, and what you need to do to, I guess, improve it moving forward? Yeah, no, you you were absolutely correct. Uh, We are finding that we're developing information earlier. If we wait for that five-year or 10-year interval for a periodic reinvestigation, we, we simply weren't developing the information, you know, as, as it was occurring. Uh, so we are learning the value of continuous vetting. Uh, we're learning that, you know, as individuals are enrolled, you know, when, when the uh, alerts are generated or an event occurs, um, then we're um, identifying that information um, as it's occurring, right, instead of waiting for that specific, specific periodicity. We're also learning that it's a culture change, that individuals, um, you know, are becoming more aware of the need to report information um, and follow the reporting requirements to, to self-report life events that, that may be occurring. We're also learning that it's, it's not an I gotcha program. It really is a, a program set up to identify information early, seek, you know, uh, assistance to looking at how we help individuals mitigate, you know, specific events that might, might be occurring. Uh, and really prevent that those events from festering into something larger that might become an insider threat concern. Okay, and and so what are you know some of the the events that you're getting alerts about today? Because as I understand it, you're only at the the one point. I got for that DoD population as a whole, you're only at the trusted workforce one point two five sort of version, and you're working toward the one point five. Um, on your way to the 2.0. So this is kind of uh, a, a building <laughs> up, right? Where, where are you at today with what you're, what exactly you're tracking in terms of um, alerts? Yeah, no, that's a good point. So it, it's definitely a, a journey. Um, we're adding more data sources and expanding the population on a daily basis. So our, our most common alerts that we receive are uh, criminal um, and financial. So we do have financial data sources turned on. And beyond that, uh, we ha- we do cover the terrorism category, and th- those are the, the bulk of the, the categories that, that we are uh, covering and receiving alerts on at this point. 
foreign travel is being added as well as suspicious financial. Those are kind of the two main ones that are getting added on the path to achieving 1.5. Is that right? That is correct. Trusted Workforce 1.25 started with three data categories uh, covering um, terrorism, uh, eligibility, and criminal. And we are progressively adding data sources to include suspicious financial, foreign travel, credit, um, and uh, what we consider uh, public record information. So um, at this point, you know, we are uh, growing the population. Uh, about 2 million out of our 3.6 million are fully TW 1.5 compliant. And we're just adding iterative data sources into each population. Yeah, that's some that's pretty fast growth considering the 1.25 milestone was just announced last fall, I think. And and so yeah, you're you're adding data sources, you're you're adding, I think, individuals from non-defense agencies too, right? How's that going? So as the largest ISP service provider, uh, we continue to make that progress with offering CV services to the federal enterprise. So, you know, our our focus is um, not just DOD, but the, our non-DOD uh, agencies, our, our federal customers. We now have 50,000 individuals enrolled representing 38 non-DOD agencies. Uh, and we do anticipate this continuing to grow through this fiscal year and beyond um, as we add um, those additional CB services. So as more services and capability comes online, we're going to continue to uh, to grow you know, our, our service to our federal agencies as well as our DOD customers. And, you know, this also includes industry, right? Like, does CV look different for, for industry and for their cleared folks, or is it all kind of the same um, service? That's a good point, Justin. Industry is included. When, when I reference the uh, Department of Defense, I am referencing the National Industrial Security Program as well. So we do have industry enrolled, uh, almost a, a million enrolled in TW 1.25, and that population uh, will continue to grow in our 1.5 service as well. All right. Well, it's amazing having co- covered this for a couple of years. It seems as if the conversation for so long was about the background investigations backlog and just mm-hmm. digging out of that hole. And and now you've you've dug out of it. Um, I think it's been a, a steady state, the caseload for over a year now. B- big picture, what, what has it been like kind of just shifting from, you know, just kind of fixing that big problem to now actually doing this major reform effort? Yeah, so, so reform uh, it can be difficult, right? So reforms such as continuous vetting you know, at this magnitude, um, when we're talking about uh, changing you know, a, um, a way of vetting, uh, as well as growing and scaling our ability to, into the millions, um, it's complex. So you know, automation is, is critical. You know, initially, uh, when Trusted Workforce 2.0 milestones were announced, we did not have a means to deliver that full CV product to our customers. Uh, but we've come a long way. Uh, we worked closely with the executive agents and the PAC PMO to introduce that the phase CV implementation approach. You know, as we've discussed, starting with that TW uh, 1.25 um, with the minimal, you know, data sources, but yet high value data sources that that provided us with an opportunity to ensure success over time. And it was really our building block. So we've been able to uh, to build upon our initial success of 1.25 and now iteratively uh, add data sources and grow our population. And and I know you don't run policy, right? Like that's made at a higher level, but right now basically continuous vetting or under 1.25 has deferred the requirement for a reinvestigation. And, and when you hit 
five fully, that's actually going to eliminate the requirement for a reinvestigation. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. So Trusted Workforce 1.25 uh, gives the ability for us to defer a periodic investigation. Uh, and once uh, we've re- um, obtained full TW 1.5 compliance, then it will replace the periodic reinvestigation. Definitely exciting. Yeah, I was going to say that kind of seems like when you really start to see the fruits of a, of a reform process when you're saying, you know, I'm not just putting off this old requirement or or maybe replacing this old requirement, but it is fully being eliminated um, at that point. Yeah. So I, I look at it, it, it is replacing the periodic reinvestigation, um, but it's replacing the periodic, periodic reinvestigation at with a uh, more efficient, streamlined, and um, risk-based approach. Uh, so, again, we're, we're finding that we're learning more information through the continuous vetting model um, and lear- learning more information earlier, I should say, um, through the continuous vetting model. So, um, it's proving to be extremely successful, and, and I'm excited to continue along the journey to uh, achieve TW 1.5 and grow to the 2.0 milestone. And again, that's Heather Green, Deputy Assistant Director of Vetting Risk Operations at DCSA. We're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we'll talk about INBIS, the National Background Investigative Services. The development of the software system is key to the goals of Trusted Workforce 2.0. So stay tuned. I'm Justin Doubleday, and you're listening to Inside the IC on Federal News Network. With the broadest range of breakthrough technology solutions, Microsoft Azure for Government is the choice for classified missions. Built for government agencies and their partners, unlock insights, build new capabilities, and empower collaboration in secret and top-secret environments. Microsoft Azure is built for national security missions, combining cloud-native capability with classified networks, hybrid and multi-cloud, to create a developer-friendly platform that is ready anywhere and secure everywhere. Visit MicrosoftFederal.com. That's MicrosoftFederal.com. Welcome back to Inside the IC on Federal News Network. I'm your host, Justin Doubleday. We're speaking with Heather Green, Deputy Assistant Director of Vetting Risk Operations at DCSA, about Trusted Workforce 2.0. You know, you mentioned automation earlier being kind of key. Um, you know, DCSA obviously has this this program called the National Background Investigative Services, big um, you know software based effort to really automate a lot of these processes, pull in this data. What is the transition from some of these interim CV capabilities you've been using to INBIS as that's still being built look like from an operational perspective? INBIS has played a critical role in our ability to offer our CV services. Um, we have used the iterative technical releases, so it's an agile process. And as um, capability um, is delivered, then we begin using it. Uh, it has provided us access to some of the critical CV data sources. Certainly, it's provided us with a case management solution, um, and it's directly supporting our transition to 2.0 and CV implementation. Transformation, um, you know, and automation go together. It's a must. Uh, we are making progress. Right now, Invis is DCSA's number one strategic priority, uh, and we are pleased to be delivering on this uh, national requirement. Um, so we 
we are seeing that iterative process take place where we're able to take advantage of the uh, automation as it uh, is delivered. Right. When you talk about, you know, DevSecOps and, and, and the agile software development, obviously the end user is, is so important in that process. And you're kind of the, the end user within BIS. Is there, is there kind of that, that um, iterative process happening where you give feedback to the v- development team and then they give you, you know, new releases and you give them more feedback on that and it just kind of continues to snowball from there? Absolutely. You, you got it. Um, we are uh, working um, side by side. Um, our teams are uh, collaborating on a minute by minute basis, um, building the requirements, uh, moving forward with releases, providing feedback and uh, and continuing in that agile process. Um, and we're focusing agilely uh, to um, add data sources, add capability, um, and working through using that capability as it, as it becomes available. That has been critical to our ability to continue to scale. All right. And, and you know, I couldn't let you go without talking about reciprocity, one of the <laughs> big uh, asks from industry kind of perennially. Are you you seeing any progress on this this concept of trusted workforce 2.0 and I, I guess you call it you might call it a one clearance concept and just the ability for people to take their clearance from one contract to another or one agency to another at this point Justin you are you are spot on um, a critical factor to allowing individuals to what I call quickly transfer from one agency to another is it is the time that it takes that, for that new agency to decide whether to accept that, that prior um, eligibility, that prior national security or suitability fitness or credentialing decision um, from the person's prior agency. Uh, so that decision, um, as you just described and as I described, is reciprocity. It's known as reciprocity today. Uh, it will be known as transfer of trust under the, two, the new 2.0 model. Um, DCSA is leaned forward with transformation in the specific vetting area. Uh, we applied business process re- re-engineering strategies. As a result of all the hard work, um, we have reduced the time it takes to make a reciprocity decision within DOD to an average of one day, uh, which is down from um, the, the peak was at 65 days in mid-2020. So a lot of progress being made. Um, we're not waiting for Trusted Workforce 2.0. We're looking at uh, what we can continue to improve and lean forward to support 2.0 strategies. Wow, that's um, uh, uh, an impressive uh, jump uh, or improvement. Uh, what was behind that uh, ultimately, uh, and and when when did you hit that? So um, I'd say the 2021 timeframe is when we uh, began uh, drawing down uh, the reciprocity timeline, um, and behind it was a lot of hard work of looking at the end-to-end uh, business process and making, looking for efficiencies, uh, making changes and uh, the way that we're doing it, as well as um, some of that uh, merger of, of all of the um, agencies, right, of becoming DCSA uh, and having the ability to control the end-to-end process was certainly a part of that success. Do you still have, you know, agencies out there uh, or, you know, su- subdivisions within agencies who are kind of like, ah, we'd like to do our own investigation or ha- have it done our own way. We don't really trust what those guys did, or, or is that uh, becoming less of a problem? So I, I can't speak to other um, ISPs or other federal agencies, um, but what I can speak to is what DCSA is doing 
Uh, when we receive an, a reciprocity request of an individual that's coming from another organization into DOD, uh, and that's where we've been able to, to make pretty big impact. Um, I think that Trusted Workforce 2.0 um, is, you know, one of the vetting scenarios is focusing on that transfer of trust uh, to ensure we have a consistent application to the federal policy. So I think that will continue to evolve and improve over time. Got it. And, and so, you know, the, the, we've talked a lot about how CV is replacing the need for periodic reinvestigations. But I, I think the long-term vision is to implement some new initial vetting standards and really get people through that initial process faster. Can you give us an update on on how that work is going? Yes, uh, you're right. Um, we're not just focusing on on uh, reciprocity and continuous vetting. We're looking at the all five vetting scenarios, um, and we are committed to being uh, what I would call the personal security uh, provider of choice. You know, we're working very hard to provide new and enhanced products and services uh, to support that full TW 2.0 implementation to include initial vetting products. Um, the actual implementation of the new standards uh, will take some time and will be phased in as those products and services are available. Uh, but we are leaning forward, looking at, you know, how we can continue to evolve, um, you know, all vetting uh, products and services. I'd say um, it's an extremely uh, exciting time. We're seeing that reform and transformation is here, um, and we're seeing the impact of that, that change um, in our personal security process. So looking forward to being able to add more services and products to support CW 2.0. Right. Yeah. You know, at what point do you think this kind of initial vetting service might come into play or might start being, you know, piloted or or how do you think that kind of happens practically? What shoes need to drop, I guess, is what I'm what I'm asking. Yeah. So, you know, policy being um, issued and then implementation guidance coming out um, and then, you know, it will actually, you know, as I mentioned, it's going to take some time. I can see it being a a phased approach um, as our products and services continue to evolve. I don't have a specific date uh, for that specific vetting scenario um, other than we're we're committed to uh, continue to, you know, provide those enhanced products uh, for our customers and to implement TW 2.0 as we move forward. All right. Is there anything that I haven't asked you about that you wanted to mention? You know, I would mention that, you know, the future of personal vetting is here. Um, DCSA is delivering it. We've established a track record in reforming and improving the personal vetting process. And we're committed to the work yet to be done to deliver the trusted workforce uh, that American people demand and deserve. Um, I couldn't be more prouder than you know, of all the committed DCSA employees working every day to get this done. Um, it's a, uh, a big, you know, change. It's a lot of reform happening, um, but you have the right team on, on the job here um, moving it forward. And again, that's Heather Green, Deputy Assistant Director of Vetting Risk Operations at the Defense Counterintelligence and Security Agency. We talked about continuous vetting, improved reciprocity timelines, and other ways DCSA hopes to streamline the security process. I'm your host, Justin Doubleday. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Inside the IC, sponsored by Microsoft Federal. You can listen to this episode and past episodes anytime in your podcast feed. Search for Inside the IC on Podcast One, iTunes, or wherever you get your shows.